I've been here many times before and I've never been defeated and still I will never be defeated. It's Jay and this is Chuck. Guess who's back with another episode of Tour Front? Yeah, I said it. It's the second one for this week. And we're going to be giving you guys more episodes uh, this December because we are running down our best of from the last decade. So spanning uh, 2010 up to 2019. And first up, we are presenting our EPL team of the decade. And what's the criteria, Chuck? So these are players that have been selected from the PFA Team of the Year of each season from, as you say, 2010 until 2019. So we're taking na- names from that list. So whoever made it into the Team of the Year, we've got a bunch of all those names because these are people who were voted to be the best in each season. So we're taking those players, compiling a mega team of the decade. So let's start with goalkeepers. Who do we have on the short list? So, and it's a very short, short list yeah. <laughs> for good reason. We've got Joe Hart We've got uh, Van der Sar, we've got David De Gea, Peter Cech, and Edison mm-hmm. from Manchester City in the last season. I think we are pretty unanimous about this one. Yeah, David, 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 and David De Gea. Yeah, it has to be David De Gea. I mean, Peter Cech is a good shot because he's got the history in, in, in the EPL. But just my personal opinion, after he got that knock to the head, he was never quite the same. And he spent the last five seasons or so uh or the latter part of of his epl career in this decade with arsenal and it wasn't quite the peter check of that famous spine from chelsea so uh, david de gea because i mean he was easily manchester united's best player for a good four seasons um yeah. in in the mid 2010s i mean like he was a major contributor to that season um or not season that team in those seasons because without him they were comfortably out of the europa places European places and I mean he's won this particular award four times if I'm not mistaken that's why it's such a short short list of names because he he dominated it pretty much for a good chunk and I don't I don't know how you can look past that yeah I mean there are other good teams other good keepers rather from other teams but uh, that's unanimous in this case David Gea first name on our list yeah our number one is down Uh, right backs okay we got about seven of them and the list goes as follows we got Ivanovic, we got Pakari Sanya, we got Kyle Walker, Zabaleta, Coleman, Hector Bellerin, and Trent Alexander Arnold. Yay, two Arsenal players make it on this list. <laughs> Pakari Sanya, thank you. Hector, early Hector Bellerin. Uh, not the Bellerin we've seen the last couple of the seasons. Model. Yeah, not quite the ponytailed one. Roberto Baggio is the only player who should wear a ponytail. And maybe Zlatan. Uh, Bellerin, not quite good enough. But anyway, um, a name, a name, a name that's intriguing for me is Kyle Walker. Yeah. And for me, it's 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 the old, old saying that there's no replacement for pace. You can't you can't teach pace, and Kyle Walker is an athlete who plays right back. He's not quite accomplished as a defender, I feel. But like modern football, the fullbacks are not very good defenders. But if you find him in an offensive position and they lose position and he has to track back. No one is running away from Kyle Walker. I'm not convinced by Kyle Walker. Like with him 
with the ball at, at his feet, I'm not convinced by Kyle Walker. He seems lost at Manchester City for me. He seems like a player who doesn't know what to do with the ball. For me, he always picks the wrong pass. He slows the game down a bit. Nah, man. I, I, he was good at, at Spurs, and I get why they bought him. 50 but million since pounds. Since he's joined this team, I'm not convinced. I honestly think I honestly think he's he's been the reason he's been the starting right back for his country is because he's been better than anyone else that his country has produced in the period that he's been at his peak, and he's a little older now, but he's still as quick as ever. And I mean, on on the flanks, that's where offensively you get the quicker players from the other teams because left wing, right wing, those guys tend to be pacey. Those guys um, tend to have. A, a a word from their course that they need to take on their man. Mm. And as I'm saying, you might initially be able to get past Kyle Walker, but you're not likely getting to the byline, not likely getting across into the box because he's going to catch up to you. And when he does, more often than not, he makes the tackle. Let's talk about a right back who is actually good at, well, I guess, I guess was is more the proper, proper term. Zabaleta was a better defender than Kyle Walker. Sure, Walker was quicker, but when it comes to the art of defending, on that right flank, Zabaleta would shut things down. And testament to that was the league titles that he won with City. I put up Zabaleta. Zabaleta is Zabaleta is solid. He was solid. Um, he he's one of those guys who you feel is the consummate professional. He gets up in the morning, packs his lunchbox, goes to work, does what he needs to do, eats his lunch, end of the day, goes home, and. There's no, there's no complaint about him not having done what he needed to do, and he's not the flashiest of players. Mm. You know, you, you you don't have the long diagonals that you get from a Trent Alexander Arnold, or quite the defensive capabilities of more recently a Juan Pesaka. But when when you combine both ends of the game, he was always willing to join up in attack, and he was always reliable. You always got the sense at Manchester City uh, at his best that. If anyone goes down and Zabaleta has to deputize for them, not only is he going to do a good job holding down the position while the other player is out, but he's actually going to take the job from the other guy. And he's a solid. He's a solid. And when we first had this conversation, I was on board. But I think I think I want to go with Branislav Ivanovic. Eh? Ivanovic. I really think I want to go with Branislav Ivanovic. Ivanovic is is is. He's so he's not he doesn't fit the mold of a right back because when you look at him you think this guy plays as a central defender mm. and I think I, I I don't quite know what his history is but he looks like a converted central defender he was not naturally a right back but for what he lacked naturally I feel like everything else that he brought to the position was stellar because he brought goals I, if I'm not mistaken he's he's the second second leading goal scorer from the defensive position behind John Terry. And and he was he was just a tank. The guy was was built like a brick house. Going forward, he might not have the most silkiest of skills, but if that doesn't work where he's trying to go past you, he's gonna go through you. And if you try to go through him, there is no way. It's gonna be a long day if you have to take on let me, Ivanovic let me on, on on the right back. Like, uh, sure, Ivanovic brings goals, and those are valuable. But in terms of who do you think? Who do you think in any team? between Ivanovic, Zabalet and Kaoka can fit in seamlessly and actually do their job and not dependent on any particular formation or any particular personnel. I'm thinking Ivanovic. The guy, the guy who can actually defend and actually pass the ball and is responsible in possession. And I think that's Zabaleta. I'm thinking Ivanovic because you you know how when when we we had this conversation again, um, I want to say off air, where 
I was saying that I, I have a preference for fullbacks who are defenders predominantly or, or defenders first. Mm-hmm. Someone like a, a Paolo Maldini who at a, at a later age when he was lacking in pace is someone who could easily fit into um, a central defensive position. I'm not saying anyone is Paolo Maldini, by the way, because that is sacrilege. But a guy, a guy like Ivanovic is a guy who you could, you could draw him inside. And when, when, if there's an overlap and he has to cover for the central defender, you didn't have a sense that you've you've gone down a level because if he has to cover for a John Terry or Gary Cahill, whoever he was playing with at the time, mm. he's equally adept being in, in, in the middle of the box, um, clearing headers or clearing uh, blocking shots. And I think, I just think he has a physical presence. He brought a physical presence to the position that none of these other guys did. I was about to say try, tiebreaker is how many league championships they've won, but I think it's two apiece in this decade. Also, um, also, if 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 and if you have that, he's got a Champions League title. Well, that that was a, at a different time, different circumstances. But what I want to say is, who who's had the least mistakes at the back? I, honest- I think that's Zabaleta, Kyle Walker, and Ivanovic. At some point, I remember them bumbling and fumbling around at the back and losing position in key areas. The Here's what I'll give Zabaleta. The level that he played at, he, he didn't he didn't go down beyond the level until he got old, obviously. But he also didn't hit the heights of when you think when you think fullbacks and we you, you have to consider the fact that we are giving the title of the best of the decade, right? Mm-hmm. So comparatively he would go into a short list with um if we compare throughout other decades with guys who were world class at that position. And I <laughs> You think of the best um, right backs of all time. Um, you think your Cafus, you think your Salgados, you think your Phil Nevels in 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 the EPL. Mm. And I don't quite think of Zabaleta as a guy that we're going to be speaking about fifteen years down the line. I think Ivanovic might have a shout in that conversation. Like, hey, do you remember Ivanovic for Chelsea? I certainly remember Zabaleta for. I remember Zabaleta as well. I, I mean, and, and, and this think, is this is not think. is not anything against Zabaleta. It's like, oh no, he was poor because I I agree that he was never he was never poor. That's why I say he was he was always going to give you a, a performance. For me, I think Zabaleta set the benchmark in terms of what a good right back is, and Carl Walker had to fit that mold to be bought at City. I think he set the template of what it means to be a good, a good defender in a top flight team. You could say that, um, but but as I'm saying, I just I just feel Raheem Sterling said the same thing about um, Ivanovic. Uh, he said he, that's the guy he did not want to go up against because there's just so much of him. Like he's strong in his upper body. He's you remember the thighs yeah. that are on Ivanovic. <laughs> he always looked like he was wearing like um, football shorts from back in the '90s or back in the '80s, and, and he was. As I'm saying, there's the physical presence, but it's not just that. It's the fact that, as I'm saying, going forward, he gave you something going forward. He he was an option in the offensive game. He was an option when you needed a goal, but also he he was a central defender pretty much. Who, who doubled as let's, let's a right try, back. Let's try find a solution. So in this particular team, we're picking players according to a 4-3-3 formation, which is the modern formation that people like. And so we want players to fit that mold. So in the, in, in the classic duty of the wing back in the modern time, you need to be able to bomb down the field, be consistent with your crossing, and be able to backtrack or rather recover. Who do you think can do that in I this particular formation? I, I really think Ivanovic, because again, when I when I when I think of that that offensive element, 
particularly now that you've brought in the formation that we're playing, that offensive element and someone who's going to be going up and down the whole all day long and is not going to lose anything, whether going forward or coming back. I think, and I mean, listen to me when I say this. It's not by a country mile. It's not meant easily, Ivanovich. By a hair. By a hair, I think. And I think Ivanovich also was at... at he was at the top longer. And when he was the, the starting right back for Chelsea, there was no question that he's the starting right back. We we, we speak of um, Zabaleta, but Zabaleta, if I'm not mistaken, I just don't recall who exactly, but... He came into the team as a result of whoever was initial the initial right back wasn't quite working out. I think he came to replace Michael Richards. Well, it's Michael Richards, yeah. So it was Michael door. Richards. Yeah. Michael Richards. If Michael Richards um, maintained his fitness and had maintained his form, I think Zabaleta would not have had the career at City that he had. Man, who would have thought would be ten minutes in discussing defenders? One defender that is. Um, Come over to the side. I don't want. I don't want to come over to the side. Concede so easy. So let's have Zabaleta, Ivanovic, and when we when we close out the defensive department of the formation, we make a decision. Okay, we'll come back to this. Okay, cool. Let's do centre backs. So on the list that we have from the PFA Team of the Year, we've got Thomas Vermeulen, we've got Richard Dunn, we've got Vidic, we've got Company, we've got Colocini, we've got Vertonghen, we've got Ferdinand, we've got Tim K. Not Tim Kale. Is it Tim Kale? Gary Kale. Gerald. Tim is the the Aussie guy. John Terry, Alderweireld, Morgan, Louise, Otamendi, Van Dijk, Laporte. I was troubled by my own spelling right there. Anyway, so you got these guys as the centre backs. I want to put up names that stick out for me: John Terry, Vincent Company. Names that stick out for me: John Terry, Vincent Company, and the guy was spoken about as arguably he was in a conversation as the best player in the world, Van Dijk. Yeah, but how much of peak or top level Van Dijk have you seen? I mean, it's two solid seasons at Liverpool, but what else is there? It, it's a fair shout when a guy is, is is in the conversation for winning the Ballon d'Or or the best player in the world, and he was the European Player of the Year, mm-hmm. um, according to what he did in in the Champions League, and and we agree from previous episodes as well that he he added a dimension that is probably propelling this Liverpool side to championship uh, level where before him they were good and on the cusp but not quite there then they add him and things pretty much change overnight and I think there's something to be said uh, about him hitting a level that these other defenders didn't didn't quite hit but not to be a prisoner of the moment I think when we talk about the decade you can't look past company and Terry. Yeah, I mean, both you need to captains, give us more than leaders. Three, three, four years. I mean, those guys were at the top for a long time, and I mean, other than John Terry being instrumental in in Mourinho's first stint and him winning the league, when Mourinho came back, there was sort of sort of like a resurgence of John Terry, and he came back to step up again and led this this team to another league title. Um, I mean, it's decade two, right? Yeah. Same of Vincent Company. Well, yeah, he wasn't really so big in the last one, so. I, I, Although I, I, he I did have more. that goal, he did have yeah, that, that goal, that, and and, and that's that's yeah, that's another. It, it's a feather in his cap in terms of that's the leader he was. Yeah. Um, when when you need and these, and this is the thing. This is the thing with defending. Um, it's great if you have world class skills, mm-hmm. but more more than your footballing ability, uh, I tend to believe that um, being a great defender is about your attitude. Yeah, it, it really is. Are you willing to put everything on the line? And 
John Terry particularly God's glory, blood, sweat, tears. He's the guy. Yeah. You know. I mean, the only the only thing that takes away from Vincent Company is how often he got injured, and those t- injuries were like long term. He'd come back for a game, second game he's out. So towards the latter part of his career, the injuries didn't really help his legacy at all. But he was a solid leader, as you say. And, and also, and if if he's fit for one game, they put him in for yeah. one game. So that's just a lot for the about about the man. And also, Company was there before. Before before the dynasty was built, uh, before the, the the Saudis, yeah, and these guys from Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. no Qatar, uh, somewhere in the Middle East, before, before the guys with the with, with the oil money, yeah. uh, came came and revolutionized uh, Manchester City as we know it, and he was there at the very start and up to uh, last season, um, and the back to back championships, as you say, he was not as as instrumental, but you. You you knew his presence was there, was there, and you you could feel his fingerprint over over the team. And testament to how good he was, I feel like they miss his absence. Um, with them yeah. being down, the defenders that they down, they'd probably give anything to get company at his peak right now. I think with what you raise, if we look at the fact that of the three candidates, who are club legends? I yeah. think Terry and company and, and Verge is, and is a great star. Legends. Yeah, yeah, Verge is a great star, but. Not quite a club legend yet. I think he's maybe if we're having this conversation five, two years from now, yeah, um, then, he, then yeah. yeah. But now I think we can agree the two captains of the blue teams. All right, cool. So thus far we've got Tahir. We're split between Ivanovic and Zabaleta. We're going to make a decision right now. Um, Terry and company are in the center of our defense. At left back, uh, our options are Patrice Ever, um, Ashley Cole, Leighton Baines, Luke Shaw, Ryan Bertrand. Uh, Rose, mm-hmm. uh, Marcos Alonso, and more recently, Andrew Robertson. You know what's interesting about this list? The number of times Danny Rose is on that Danny list. Danny Rose I, I, appeared I on this list him. more often than anyone else. <laughs> I wouldn't because the thing about Rose is he's consistent. Yes, in a particular performance, but he hasn't quite hit those heights. And I think that's that's the one thing that doesn't do him justice. In this. You never, I've never gotten a sense in watching Tottenham and watching Danny Rose that. Yeah, that's the guy. You 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 don't think what would they do without him? Yeah, you don't you know you're not thinking, man. Um, I'm in need of a left back, and then you're like, look no further, Danny Rose. I mean, you know, apart from that winner that he scored against Arsenal in in the London derby, I don't remember anything else that stands out. From yeah, his nothing, career. nothing quite jumps out. Versus Leighton Baines. Yeah, Leighton Baines been doing. Leighton Baines for a long time. is is someone who was spoken about for many years. Is he going to go to a bigger club? Is he going to go to United? Is he going to go to an Arsenal? And I don't know why he never quite moved, um, but he, to the point that you made um, with the previous uh, selections, he's a club legend. Yeah, oh, uh, sure. And Baines, Baines gave Beatles. you everything, solid at the back, um, not very expressive going forward, but he had, he had, he had a, a quality left foot. He can whip in across, he can give you uh, a set piece if needed. And I don't know what you want more than that. So here's an interesting thing, and... Maybe it helps his cause, or maybe it detracts. So if I'm counting the names on the list and I look at the club that they play for, Evra, United, Cole, Arsenal, Chelsea, Baines, Everton, Shaw, United, uh, Southampton, Bertrand, Southampton, Rose, Tottenham, Alonso, Chelsea, Robertson, Liverpool, and a bit of Hull, if you guys didn't know. So (laughs) Robertson has actually been in the league for about five seasons, believe it or not. Of which he, he, he was in the EPL, got relegated, got promoted, got relegated, and then went to Liverpool. What a signing. 
<laughs> and for what? Like nine, mil- nine million pounds. A defender from a team Jeez, that got relegated man. twice to be so valuable. Like he'd be spoken about as the best defender in the world. Again, another one who perhaps this list has come too early for him. Mm-hmm. So um, um, the reason why I brought up the team names is the fact that how much has Leighton Baines done in comparison to the, the other defenders? The players, other players have played in the Champions League, played against the Messi's and the Ronaldo's of this world, except Leighton Baines. That's the question mark, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and phew, it's one we can't really answer. How good is Leighton Baines? I mean, the EPL is not void of world-class players, but it's a, it, it's a different level when you go into the Champions League and when you are there um, season in, season out, mm. and you, you are facing the very best guys. I mean, what the point that you made about Ivanovic is that they went all the way. So, so consistently, they were facing top players from Europe and they went all the way to capture the, the, the UEFA Champions League. Yeah. So he was instrumental in that as well. So I don't quite think that works out for Leighton Baines. But contrary... It's a mock in, against him. In this, in this particular decade, I don't know anyone who's given a contribution as great and as consistent as Leighton Baines because he's, he's what, like a linchpin. He was a linchpin for Everton in this decade. And the thing is, when, 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 we, when you consider the other options, Everton Cole, I think, were... Their best happened at the beginning of the decade, mm. um, and there wasn't uh, quite much of of their very best throughout the decade. I think again, if they if the chunk of their prime happened during the decade, I think we'd be having the conversation between the two of them. Just and the two of them, yeah. sure, he had and he was selected here and was still playing for for Southampton. He probably will. Yeah. He probably would. Um, Bertrand had the one season as well. Rose, we've just covered what, um, as we say, he doesn't quite stand on. Mm. Alonso did it for a season. Robertson hasn't done it long enough. Yeah. And so maybe even perhaps by virtue of elimination, we also then come back to Baines. I guess so. <laughs> Funny enough, we come back to Baines. And I Eight mean, Baines it is, I think. If I want to say something that out of all these defenders, he's the one with a good free kick technique. Yeah. So, he, he, yeah. he does give you that element. Yeah. Um, so yeah, okay. Let's. I think let's let's make a call on the right back. Ivanovic. Ah, Ivanovic it is. So Ivanovic wins out over Zabaleta. So back for Ivanovic, Terry, Company, Baines, and we get into the crux of the matter. Oh, maybe yeah. Not. This this because midfielders may take a minute. A plenty, a plenty. Run us down the list if you can. Okay, so first on the, on the list the is horse. Antonio Valencia. Shocker, but yes. Uh, we've got Fabregas, we've got Darren Fletcher, we've got James Milner, we've got Nani, we've got Samir Nazri, Jack Walsh, um, Silva, David Silva, David Silva that is, uh, Yaya Torre, Scott Parker, Juan Mata, Michael Carrick, um, Adam Lalana, Steven Gerrard, Nemanja Matic, Philip Coutinho, Ryan, Ryan Mares, yeah. Deli Ali, Golo Kante, uh, Payet, mm-hmm. uh, Christian Eriksen, Kevin De Bruyne, Bernard Silva, Fernandinho and Paul Pogba. Okay, so off off air, when we read this list out, we sort of had one name that stuck out to us. Yeah. Um, and that is, I mean, I think he he cements his place in the four four three formation without doubt, and that is Golo Kante. I mean, that man has got an engine on him. That man is everywhere. That man is, he's a defensive midfielder, but he's got so much creativity still. So he for has. Me, it's a he has so choice. much football. He's he's Cloud Makalele. If Cloud Makalele could pass, if Cloud Makalele could make runs into the opposition half and give you a goal, give you an assist, you 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 touch on it. His energy levels are crazy. He he never seems like he's tired. He never seems 
like his head is down you're never looking for him he's never absent on the pitch if he has to do have recovery runs and he has to protect shield the back four he can do that Sari moved him further forward and i think that's a testament to how good he is that Sari just wanted him in the team and thought that this guy could even um help us going forward and it's just yeah what you're looking for when you when you when you when you when, you, when you're building a team this is probably the guy who you put down first on your team sheet back-to-back league titles did it with Leicester did it with Leicester did it with Chelsea. with Chelsea did it with Chelsea and then we did not win a, a Premier League title he won the World Cup. Cup so for me and I, and, and, and you can see how the French squad loved him and it's not just because he comes across as this amazing guy he does have that but also because footballers know he's mm. the footballer's footballer like when, when when you look at the flashy guys they know that I think he's that the one guy. player on this entire list from keepers to forwards no ego yeah Put me and, anywhere I'll play, and and we'd like that in our team yeah. as well. We, I mean, because we're gonna we, we we're gonna stuff this team with like stars, and we tend to know what happens with stars. And if you have one guy that you don't have to have an issue with, yeah, all and the I better. Mean, Eden Hazard once says once said that it's like the, every time he's playing with N'Golo Kant, it's like there's two of him on the pitch. So for me, that's like picking two players at once. So it's unanimous. But, okay, I'm gonna ask you who's 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 the second of our three. <laughs> I don't know because as as easy as it was to pick N'Golo Kante, if if it was a different formation or a different time, maybe Yaritore gets a shout because man. Do we I, overlook Yaritore? Is Yaritore has is he and has he become underrated? He has because surely he didn't get along with Pep, but in the Mancini Pellegrini era of City, nobody played better than Yaritore. Nobody. You can put up Kakuero; uh, he was good. You can put up Davi Silva; he was good, but. Yeah, Tui was the heart of that team. There was a time where where you, it was clear that Yaya Tui is the best player in the EPL, and you were you were you were flirting with the idea that he could very well be the best player in the world. You were wondering how Barcelona let him go, right? And the thing is, the the remarkable thing about Yaya Tui is that he signed from uh, Barcelona as a defensive midfielder. Actually, in his in his last season, he was being utilized as a defender. Even sometimes, mm. he comes to the Premiership. You're thinking, um, oh, he's a defensive midfielder. Maybe a guy in the mold of a Patrick Vieira, with not quite the offensive um, contributions of, of 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 the Frenchman. And then he gives you 20 goals in a in a in a Premier League season. He's giving you free kick goals, and you're thinking. There's nothing you can do. We 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 used to love talking about this back at his point. There's nothing you can do when Yaya Torre decides that he's coming at you. When no driving. one when he's driving that vehicle, <laughs> no one can do anything. You can't stand before him. You like when he's on fire, he's utterly dominant. Like when he hits those free kicks, also just punishing shots into the net. And whether you the keeper's in position or not, his free kicks are gonna go in. And then he's pushing people off the ball. He's showing the ball. He's got energy for days. I don't know. Does, does I don't know. I feel like after team? all of that, like he has to make the team. I think so, but okay, wait, who? Three, three t- formation. I, I don't want to sacrifice and go. Do I want to sacrifice? Do you want to sacrifice Golo Kante for the things that I was, the things that I've been um, telling you about N'Golo Kante happened in the last four or five years? But if you go a couple of years later, it was Tory's era in this particular decade. It was a yeah, Tory's era, um, and 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 that's the thing when we when we speaking about a guy who. Because both of them won the PFA um, Player of the Season, so it's not as if one has something that the other doesn't. Except for a World Cup, but I mean they play with different personnel altogether. That's I mean, that's I true. Coast and France, two different okay, animals. Okay, so if 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 not Torre, because we've got two other positions open in our midfield, I'll tell you this: 
my my favorite player, my f- and and this is just my favorite player yeah. on this list is Coutinho. I I saw Philip Coutinho the first time I saw Philip Coutinho, he was destroying Newcastle. And I believe uh, Liverpool scored six goals in that match, and I just paused mm. and I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Yeah, because he's oh, man. I don't even know what's happened with him in Barcelona, but he's got. These these amazing touches. He's the guy where we'd say like it goes umnand. Yeah, sure. I continue umnand. He's he's smooth. He's smooth. There's with the ball of his at his feet. There's nothing he can do. He's got he's got that um, signature cutting in and shoot shooting with great power for his stature. He's able to uh, put together passes. He's able to go past guys with with little shoulder fade and he just makes a team run. I I agree. I agree. I, I, I don't know. Let's go through the names. <laughs> so we're the candidate. I want to put up KDB. Yeah. Man, that boy is talented. That boy can shoot. That boy can pass. That boy can dictate and make you pay to the tune of his foot. Kevin De Bruyne is amazing, guys. Kevin De Bruyne is everything good about Manchester City currently. If Pep Guardiola wanted to win a league, I don't think try as he may he would do it without Kevin De Bruyne I mean sure there was a season where he missed large chunks of the of the season but the build up work and, and when he was there it made such a big difference I mean it was reminiscent of when Jack Wilshere would come back for Arsenal you're like now I see what they were missing when Kevin De Bruyne comes back and he's on song man 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 that, that's that's my pick for someone who has to go into the team Kevin De Bruyne Kevin De Bruyne was injured and largely last season um, Raheem Sterling we agreed was the best player at City. Yeah. We came into this season and we, we actually asked the question, is Sterling the best at Manchester City? And we said yes. I think I'd like to revisit that. <laughs> I think we, 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 we may have forgotten yeah. who we were talking about because he was out for a little while and, like, and, and Raheem Sterling had a season where he should have been rewarded and considered much much more greatly than he was in terms of individual awards. But the brainer came back and I feel like he just reminded all of us and put us on notice that you must have forgotten who you're dealing with, because from from the center from the center of midfield, there's there's no one who who quite does what De Bruyne does. He dictates how 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 the pace of the game goes. He his passing is ridiculous. I heard one pundit say he's like an amalgamation of David Be- David Beckham and Steven Gerrard, and I was like, wow, mm, that's that's quite high. That that that's <laughs> And I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with what he was saying because he's got that. When we're talking about the territory, like he's got the drive. Yeah. If he can, he he's got the pace to go at you. He's got the size, and he's he, he's and, got a delivery probably unlike we've ball. seen yeah. in the EPL. So, and I mean the thing is at City the way they set up and how they play, they don't play the long ball. No, that's reserved for Kevin De Bruyne because he measures it up. To, to, to perfection, to the T. Every ball is wherever you want it. Whether you want it on your head, you want it on your foot, he will put it there. Pinpoint accuracy. He's he's just a different talent, man. I think, you know what? I'm going with Kante, Torre and De Bruyne. Because I think the other thing, when we talk about um, Torre being a converted defensive midfielder slash defender, yeah. he has defensive capabilities. And you've got uh, N'Golo Kante in there. And Torre has a 20 goals in him in a league season. And you've got then, in terms of creatively... Uh, you do have De Bruyne, and he's that good. De Bruyne is creative, and I want to throw a cat amongst the pigeons, and maybe I'm living off past memories and past glories, but can you say he's more creative than Fabregas? Fabregas, I know he spent... 
a lot of time in this particular decade at Barca and came back to Chelsea. But well, you know the the thing that made them tick when Mourinho came back for the one season. Yeah, and then after that, he was a cancer in the dressing room. That's what he's most famous for. Um, because when you think back on the career of Cesc Fabregas, you think of him as the 15-year-old who broke into the Arsenal team and then took over the team once uh, the experienced guys left. And then he he had that peak where he was, he was arguably the best in his position. Yeah. Um, and then you got to Barcelona, you realize not quite uh, because he couldn't quite force out a, a Xavi or a Niesta. And then he, he comes back to the EPL. And I think that's telling for me because him coming back to the EPL was as a result of not quite hitting the heights and not quite so. being able to dislodge, as I'm saying, those two guys. And so you, you look at him, you're like, he's not even good enough to dislodge a, a, a mid to late 30s guy. Um, it's not just a guy, it's, 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 it's Chavi, <laughs> you know. But then he comes back and he has that great run to begin with. The season he came back, he had like, what, nine assists and nine not, games or something like that. You that to Mourinho, maybe, because Torre came to City for the very same reason that he can't break into the Barca team because Pep wasn't playing him and he came and did a lot of things for City but when Pep came back he was out the door Cesc couldn't quite cut it at Barca if we would put it that way and then had a good season with Chelsea but then the thing is Barca Mourinho chased him for, for so long and I, I suppose you know what you can't really compare the situations at different clubs mm. um, but as I do say I think there's something to be said about that and, and, and again when he came back to Chelsea he I don't think he was as good at Chelsea as he was at Arsenal. Yeah. Um, so let me say that to begin with. And if that's the case, that means uh, his not-so-good EPL years uh, happened in the decade that we're covering. Fair enough. And overall, body of work, Cesc Fabregas is, is a legend. Um, but I, I was I, about to make another argument for Coutinho, but if I look at Kevin De Bruyne's numbers in terms of creativity, like his assists yeah. and the numbers he's racked up, I think we've got that sorted out. And it's not just the numbers, it's pretty. Yeah, you you love watching Kevin De Bruyne play football. You just you just want to sit back and like everyone clear the room, quiet down. There's a genius at work. So we're saying Torre Kante De Bruyne. I think we have a midfield. Honorable mentions, Fernandino. Yeah, uh, another guy, one of those guys who does uh, the grunt work, um, dirty work, goes. I mean, I I think under I, the radar. Some, some someone. Depending on how they viewed the season, might even put a David Silver in there. David Silver. <laughs> I don't even want to have this conversation. They, they might even sneak in a, a Ericsson in there. But I think the bigger case for David Silver. There is a bigger case for David Silver. Although I feel like when David Silver was playing in the same team as Ayatore, Torre was better. Yeah. I think when he was playing the same team as Kevin De Bruyne, Kevin De Bruyne. It's, this is not by much, by he, the way. He's the guy who does the work, if I would say, in the background, under the shadow of these guys, because they are the biggest stars that you see in terms of headlines. Yeah. They get all the goals. But we don't quite see the genius. But David, David Silva's career in the, the EPL has been, has been a great one. And he, he's, he had a game where, like, just go, just go on a run. Just, just go on a run into the box. And he's going to be slipping these, 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 these mesmerizing passes between defenders, weighted perfectly, and just... Score the goal, and if anything, he's the one who's, who's transcended all the reins. And been yeah, he's consistent. been there. He he's was been a good there. player for Peregrini, good player for Mancini, is a good player for Pep as well. So that's a big case. I think. I think um, if we if we put longevity mm. as our, our our deciding factor, then it would have to be Silva. But I think when we when we talk about who hit the highest highs, as I'm saying, with the Brain and Torre, we we were flirting with ideas of 
Yeah. Best in his position in the world. Man, okay. David Silva, you, you He's the honorable mention. Out. He's definitely yeah. an honorable mention. If we were playing a midfield four, definitely would have uh, oh, David yeah, Silva sure, in there. Sure. Damn formation. But we're not. We play in the front three. <laughs> so and who do we have as oh, options for the front three? All right. You've got Wayne Rooney, Didier Drogba, Gareth Bale, Carlos Tevez, Dimitar Berbatov, Robin Van Persie, Eden Hazard. We've got Suarez, we've got Daniel Sturridge, we've got Sanchez, we've got Diego Costa, we've got Harry Kane, Vardy, Mane, Lukaku, Salah, Aguero, and Sterling. If I thought that the midfield was hard. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is... Yeah, this is this is a beast of a list. Do you know where to start? <laughs> well, I... I uh, with, with, with what the fr- the forwards are nowadays, they don't, they don't necessarily have to be strikers, right? Yeah. I can't. I can't look past Hazard. I can't look past Hazard either. Nah, that man is magic. I there's there's a gr- there's a group of guys who when I watch play football, I'm just like the guy's just differently talented. He's yeah. just able to do things even the best players in the world can't do. Hazard Hazard has those mazy runs. He gets kicked. He gets up. He goes again, and he was honestly carrying Chelsea for a good number of years um, there and. We we uh, this didn't happen in the EPL, but we we spoke about his performances in the World Cup. Uh, um, the, game against Brazil the game against Brazil, he was he was doing whatever he wanted to do whenever he wanted if to do it, and there was no answer. Of one game, I'd give that to him. Easy. There was no, they had no Easy. answer for him. And in the semi final, unlucky to lose, but not quite at the level in the Brazil game. But he was, man, I saw I I, I saw him pick up a ball in the middle of the park facing his goal. He does a little shimmy to his left um, and then pivots, goes to the right and goes past. The, the guy was on his shoulder, yeah. goes past this guy. I look up three seconds later, he's, he's in the box. And I'm just like, how many, you can count on one hand how many guys Belgium can do that. supposed to be holding on for that result. And you gotta get a guy with so much magic. He's one of the guys on this list who make football look too easy. <laughs> oh, man, too it's, easy. it's a different game. <laughs> because play, like, like, if, if Hazard had blindfolds on, he'd look like everyone else. Yeah, the fact that he can see, just oh, dude. Man. So I, I, I have to put yeah, Eden Hazard um up there. So now, Hazard now, now the debate the for the other guys. Wayne Rooney. Yeah, and the reason I'm saying Wayne Rooney is not because I'm off, I'm offering up as to go into the team. I've been disappointed. I must say, I feel like Wayne Rooney was 26 and his career was over. Like his best was behind him. He just became a very good squad player. He was supposed to be hitting Ronaldo Heights, man. He really was. Because when Ronaldo left Manchester United, basically the keys were given to him. What we see with Benzema now, the mm. keys were given to him. It's like, okay, take us there. Be the guy who carries us. Be the guy who contributes the goals. And he had the opportunity to play more centrally because when Ronaldo started being a glutton for goals, he was brought more centrally. Yeah. And Rooney, the good teammate that he is, um, shifted out of that position. And then he was given that central role. Um, Wayne Rooney, his game, just his game, is, is one I feel like, man, as, as a striker, I don't know if I've seen a better footballer. Like, he could pass. He could tackle. And I mean, that... And that, he had a shot in him. And then he had that goal against Manchester City. Yeah, that, that goal of the decade. If you look at the fact that Wayne Rooney was able to go to the side to play, to accommodate Ronaldo, he was able to play as a supporter striker to Van Persie. And we saw his passing abilities yeah. in that particular season. Yeah. So he's someone who is a total footballer. Total, like he's someone who can play deep. He can someone who can play at the top. He's someone who you can drop in midfield, and Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney would be comfortable. As you're saying, it's such a shame that he did not become like the all-time great for England. I mean, his his goals say a lot, 
and that's because he's, he's played for 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 a long time. I mean, he broke he broken he broke into the national team and at Everton as a teenager. So, for me, he should have at least added. 60, 70 more goals to those tallies. He really should have. Um, and this is not a slight against uh, Rooney because, uh, I mean, he's got what three goals from the center of the pitch. You don't. Those are not. You don't do that by fluke. <laughs> no. You know, he's he was as I'm saying. If he just maintained his fitness, and I don't know if him starting uh, in the Premiership, particularly as young as he was, um, came back to bite him later on in his career legs, yeah. uh, perhaps he played too too much you know for I also think in terms of Wayne which is, which is fair we're having such a big argument over someone we're not going to choose yeah but the, the media I, I think contributed to the downfall of Wayne Rooney because when he was not at his peak he was a very good footballer still but you get reports that he's washed he's finished and he should be dropped and I think people play to that tune but hey um, yeah, the British media is, is wild that's um, savage you know what? You know you know who I'm thinking. Okay, yeah. so I'm I'm. Can I cross out names already that I think shouldn't be contributions? Okay, yeah. Sturridge. Yeah, he just had the one season. Uh, well, a couple of seasons, but. Berbatov. Yeah. Okay. Well, he, he he led he led the EPL in scoring the one season, but. The only guy on the list I, I, I'd, I'd say you as game. a Manchester United fan could attest to this that you you wanted more. Yeah. From Berbatov. Berbatov felt like if he, he had someone such a else player, to, to play with, or someone if, if there was someone else who was getting more goals than him, then great, great. But if he's like one of the guys who's getting most of our goals, then we're not really scoring all that much. No, if you have to rely on him particularly for goals, uh, not quite. Yeah. Um, Lukaku. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd cross Lukaku out as well. Yeah, I mean. He didn't quite start that much for Man United. He was brilliant for 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 Everton. It was good for West Brom as well when he went out on loan. I think he scored um sixteen or seventeen goals the one season. Yeah, but he was doing it for West Brom. You know what? I thought I was doing myself a favor. I don't even know who else to cross out now. Okay, that's that's fine. <laughs> let 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 me then put across a couple of names: Harry Kane, Suarez, Aguero, mm-hmm. Vardy. You're not missing Sanchez. I'm not missing a bail. Well, uh, I, I think I think you know what Bale's peak happened at uh, Tottenham, and there was there was a time there where it felt like Bale was just physically, like physically dominating the game, where he was just bigger, stronger, faster than in than it, anyone else that he was going up against. Bale ended the career of was of at the right back, left back, left back. Yeah, and he switched into the right wing so he can cut in and shoot. Yeah, oh, and he was playing centrally at some point. He he destroyed Mykon. Mykon was considered the best right back in the world, and Bale had two performances, particularly the one at San Siro when he scored a hat trick against them, and then the return leg um, at White Hart Lane, where and after that's, that's that Mykon was never of Mykon was the very same. Strong. It was after the World Cup, and we're like, this guy's solid. <laughs> he was never the same after those performances and against Bale. Bale. Didn't know who Mykon was. I think though Bale left. Um, uh, if Bale spent another two seasons um, in the EPL, uh, easily. Be, be going with him yeah because the peak of his powers was before the turn of the decade so that's what is a detraction to his name but in those two seasons that we saw him in he was everything Tottenham wanted he was yeah they gave the ball to Bill and Bill would score from wherever centrally left right he was he had a free roll at Tottenham and they'd given the ball and he was magic but I don't know maybe not enough years in this decade probably not and someone else who hitting heights on this list in terms of hitting heights, I, I'm, I'm thinking Suarez. Yeah. Suarez went to the World Cup. He, what did he do? Did he bite someone else again? 
Yeah, he did. And then he was suspended 10 games. The first 10 games of that new EPL season didn't play. He came back with a vengeance. Scored 31 goals that that season and I I've, I've never and I've seen I've seen Leo Messi, I've seen Cristiano Ronaldo in the past decade, but I've never quite seen one individual carry a team as much as Suarez did that season when they fell short and because of the collapse at Crystal Palace and also the slip um, of Steven Gerrard. Look at Suarez against Norwich. Suarez was he was he, he was a one man demolition crew. The you, right, you remember the, that with the header from the edge of the and, box, and then he's got that goal where the ball is coming over his shoulder. He he puts it down, runs the keeper, and just puts it in the back of the net. And you just you're looking, what is he doing? The volley from the middle of the park. Uh, Norwich. When we talk about like when we talk about heights, like I want to say something else. Well, testament to Suarez. Suarez made made Sturridge look good. He did. Sturridge made it onto on, on, onto that um, PFA team of the season that one year because of the fact that Suarez took so much attention towards himself. And not to say Sturridge is a bad player, yeah. but he wasn't as good as the 24 goals that he scored Suarez that season left. suggested. So what he actually was. He was not the same guy. Ana Costa, Diego Costa. Yeah. I saw another name. It wasn't there long enough. Man, Suarez is a compelling argument. And I mean, thus far, if we do put him on, the, on, on, our, on our team... He's the only player who said less than five seasons in the EPL. This he decade. would be, and that's I. Th- I think that's that season he should have won the Ballon d'Or. He was never going to win it because it, it, it was just not <laughs> good for the image of football. He has he's got the biting incidents. He's got the the racism incidents as well. So mm. that for me, that's the reason he didn't win the Ballon d'Or that year. Um, Aguero has been in the league the whole decade, and if I'm not mistaken, he's scored the most goals in the decade. Yeah, can you just look past that? Oh, not at all. And he's got championships. So if I was, I would, I would, I would, I'd put him up against Harry Kane. But then I'd, I'd say the deciding factor for me, um, for Aguero is that he's got championships. Yeah, his goals actually gave him something, as opposed to empty calories. We said the other time. Yeah, and the thing with Harry Kane, when he burst onto the scene, same season, um, oddly enough, as as Jamie Vardy, mm. I thought, I thought it was going to be a one season wonder. Yeah. But he's just kept on scoring. He's just continued to put the ball in the back of the net. And his overall game has improved. You see him running with the ball, running into the box, going past guys, and hitting these 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 rockets off his right foot as well. And you look at Kane, you're like, he's probably going to end his career. If he stays for the rest of his career in the EPL, he's probably going to end his career as the leading scorer in the league's history. Yeah, really watch out. I, I, I've got a name here that should we omit Liverpool, Liverpool fans would strangle us. On site. Sadio Mane. Mo Salah. Mo Salah. I know Salah, Mo Salah's love more than Sadio Mane. In terms of fanfare and stuff. Salah's only got like what? The two... two. He's got... He's got the one season where he went berserk. Yeah. But since then, he's not quite been that guy. I think if he... if he ma- Which is a hard thing to do. Mm. If he maintains that level, yeah. then I don't think you can look past him. But... I think in the, I mean, he plays in the front three where we agree he's the third, yeah, of the front three. So but people people see him in the lens of that forty-two goal season. They do, um, and I, but I think if you take off those those glasses and you look uh, a little more, you'll find that he's not quite that guy. The mm-hmm. that is that is his highest of highs, but it's not one that he's 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 managed to live at. Um, so I, I'd not quite go with Salah. So the guy we rate, and also I don't think we can look past the fact that he was in this decade playing in the EPL for Chelsea. I was not quite this guy. Yeah. So let's look at the guy we rate to be better than him. 
Sadio Mane. Because he, he's he's consistent one. Didn't hit the heights that Salah had, but he's consistent. And it's not like he went away, got was good at Rome and then got signed back. But he showed potential while at Southampton. Got to Liverpool and he was solid. I mean, even before Klopp came, Saleh was... Oh, sorry, it's not Saleh. Money. Money. <laughs> Money. When he went to AFCON, Liverpool was fitting bullets. Like, when will, we, when will we get this guy back? That's true. And that's so true. when he did come back, he showed his value. That's that's very true. And I mean, there's since the Ballon d'Or decision, there's just been uh, discussion, debate, mm. in terms of that's the man who was supposed to get to, to get that award, you know? Um, because when he got signed from Southampton for £30 million, there were questions like, nah, is that too much? And it's it's <laughs> gone on to prove that they got a bargain mm. for, for, for that amount. And even at Southampton, he was... He's just he just destroys guys on that left side of the pitch. Yeah, like he brings up the he can take the ball up from the back and just just run. And then there was the uh, most most recently in, in in a recent game, I saw him get get bumped by a guy and he he fell out fell out from the touchline. Didn't fall to the ground. Uh, managed to land on his hands and feet. Got up and was con- was continuing to run with the ball. Yeah, Hammers looking at this guy. I'm like this guy's a beast. And he's not. You know, typically when you think of African players, you mm. think of them as strong guys yeah. like f- physical presence and i think actually that that works against um african players the ones who are skillful and, mm. uh, and it, it's it's something i feel like european football has has cast on our african brothers to like keep them as people who are not quite going to challenge for the highest prizes as the best player in the world and so they're only signed as defenders or or, or defensive midfielders or strikers who are going to hold it up um your classic number nine but i mm. feel like that's the other thing um that money has done that he's challenged and he's breaking through um the status quo where he's a he's a good player with 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 silky smooth skills and he's a game winner the, the only thing about money that that bothers me sometimes and yes he is a game winner he scores lots of goals and creates a lot of chances sometimes he misses that easy chance that that's yeah. quite frustrating frustrating when you watch him but then obviously because he is money five minutes later he scores and you forget about it true but sometimes he seems to be an impulsive player. If he gets too much time to think, then sometimes he doesn't come through. I think this will sound a bit repetitive at this point, but I think he as well falls into the category of his other Liverpool teammates where if this was a season, two seasons uh, later, mm. definitely would yeah. like rubber stamp him, like engrave his name on this, on in, in our starting team. Um, I think... Definitely, he's a guy. If we had a bench, he's a guy who'd, who'd go onto our bench. Yeah, for sure. Um, Along with the Fernandinos and the Zabaletas. But I, yeah, I, I can't look past Suarez, uh, one, um, and I also can't look past Aguero. So, front three: Hazard, Suarez, Aguero. You happy with Aguero leaving the line? Yeah, I'm happy with that, and I think I think uh, we've got goals as well. Honorable mentions. What about? I mean, we haven't spoken about Harry Kane. Like primarily in terms of what he's contributed to the league, which is goals, 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 and consistency. Like when I first saw him, I was like, oh, it looks good, but can you do it over a long time? And then next season, I was like, uh, seems like the real thing. And since then, you can't see anything. He's world class as a, as a, as a striker, as someone who gives you goals. Yeah, he's world class. Um, and as I, as I said a couple of minutes ago, he his game has evolved. It's it's it, he's added. Um, the ability to run with the ball at his feet, um, to take on defenders in the box, and in tight spaces, he's the guy you want the ball to land at his feet. You know, mm. uh, I saw in the game um, recently where Manchester City were at Anfield, uh, Sergio Aguero had a bunch of chances, but he didn't convert either of them. I feel like in in those moments, if 
that's Harry Kane. Yeah. He scores those. You yeah. know, uh, I think he's more clinical and he's a striker. We're talking it's like, okay, I want I want someone who's going to give me twenty five goals a season. He easily delivers on that. Before I close on this, I, I want to mention it because it, it's so frustrating. I think he could, he should have been in the conversation as a short short pick, but his stint at Man United just ended his legacy there. Sanchez. And the fact yeah. maybe that he didn't pick up Sanchez was carrying Arsenal. with Arsenal. Yeah. He was carrying Arsenal for, for, for a good chunk. Where when no one, when the criticism I level against uh, Mesut Ozil is the fact that when everyone else around him is crumbling and not playing up to their best, he follows suit. Mm. You could never accuse Sanchez of that. Sanchez was, was then the guy who was bought at a record fee and he was brought on into the Arsenal team to be the talisman and he did that and much more. In all my years of watching Arsenal, I've never seen a guy who, when the rest of the team wasn't quite as good, he was just legitimately a step above them. Um, Sanchez was that guy. Sanchez was hungry, man. I think what he did at Barca was, was good, was amazing. But when he came to Arsenal, he turned it up a bit. He was on another level. And as you're saying, consi- consistently, he was the go-to guy. And I think, I, I remember like in so many games, especially the games against Man United, when I think you guys went three up in like 20 minutes, he was central to that thrashing. Yeah. But the thing against him is that he's got nothing really to show for it. No, he doesn't. Um, and that's not quite his fault yeah. because he's playing an Arsenal team that wasn't really challenging for anything and then he's got that time at manchester united where it's a dud like an absolute dud robin van persie left arsenal went to manchester united i don't think he was quite the robin van persie at arsenal but he delivered a championship Mm. uh at 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 manchester united and i think that was the idea in in getting sanchez is going to be that one missing piece but he wasn't that so uh run down our team for us all right, this is the two up front team of the decade in the Premier League. 4-3-3 formation. Keeper, we've got David De Gea. Defense, we're playing four at the back. We've got Ivanovic, John Terry, Company, Baines. In the middle of the park, we've got Yaya Torre, N'Golo Kante, Kevin De Bruyne. Going forward, we've got Hazard, Aguero, and Suarez. If you can name a team better than that. We invite you to. If, you, if you disagree, if you agree... Tell us what you think. Um, we're more than happy to engage you in a debate. Happy days? Happy days. Final question. Who's coaching our team? 4-3-3 with the players that we have. Big Sam. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy um, Allardyce. I, 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 I. Let me then, make this simple for you. I'm going to tell you who's coaching our team. So Alex Ferguson coached in this decade. Ah, let's do that then. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking. Pep Guardiola has has a shout, um, but he took over a Manchester City team that already had championships before him, and they gave him every, <laughs> every available um, bank account to just name another manager who can win the league, league with Welbeck and Fletcher. Uh, too many. Sir Alex Ferguson is. Still the goat, even in, even if he left in the middle of the decade. Um, I think had he stayed at Manchester United, we, you are not as depressed as I am as an Arsenal oh, fan no, now. No, no, no. So yeah, guys, uh, thank you for joining us on this episode. Uh, as I said, we'll hit you with another one of these episodes quite um, soon. Quite soon, yes. Watch out for it. Uh, say next week, probably. Yeah, I might do or not best eleven in the world. I might go to a different sporting code, might do cricket, might do rugby. Never know. Never know. Um, so, 
yeah chuck uh thank you for this here episode and catch us on the next episode of two upfront holiday special there we go best of the decade baby we out